Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. I am your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. It's your business really to keep up with what's going on in the media front, the political front, business front. They're all very intertwined. We'd love to separate them, but uh, I've been doing uh, business talk radio for uh, over two over two decades now, and what I find is how it's impossible to uh, isolate these. And so uh, I love to get a, a diversity of views and perspectives, which is why I always enjoy my segments with Jeremy Murphy. He's a longtime regular on the program. We get him on at least a couple of times every month, former vice president of CBS Television, a phenomenal uh, writer, and uh, excellent at crisis management and communications and you have a, a phenomenal resume we love having you on the program and sharing your wisdom and your knowledge uh, give me your best website and I always ask that people to give one website because let's face it the more websites you get the less likely they are to go to any of them <laughs> so, yeah. one website. so uh, my website is jeremy-murphy.com and it's uh, a way you can order my book I have a, a book on there I have one coming out later this year um, my company, it's, it's kind of a, a, a one-stop shopping for anybody who cares. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And by the way, the name of your book is F Off Chloe, which is really an interesting, humorous look at the generational gap. Doesn't that make you feel old? Uh, and how it shows up know, in, the right? world of business, <laughs> in the world of business, and particularly in your arena of media, and uh, really how ridiculous it is. And then you laugh, you laugh when you read it, you can't. You know, if you have any sense of humor, you're going to laugh when you read it. But, you know, frankly, as we watch more and more of it unfold, the more disturbing your book is. <laughs> so people need to read it so they know what I'm talking about uh, because it's getting worse every day. But we've got exciting news today. Let's focus on that. Yeah, so um, I'm. this is my comedic take. I, I am thinking of running for mayor of New York City because I feel like, you know, New York City is kind of the epicenter of the world. I mean, everything kind of flows through here and, and out of here. And it's so mismanaged. We have uh, a mayor, Eric Adams, who I call Mayor Nightlife because he seems to go everywhere but work. Um, So I kind of have a platform, and you're the first to have it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I'm excited. uh, My first first platform is the mayor actually has to go to work. Um, You know, Eric Adams thinks this is optional. But, you know, you can't do the people's business at a nightclub or a party or a gala um, you know, nine to five hours, I think, are reasonable. And um, designated hours, nine to five, not five to nine. Um, <laughs> also, the, the mayor has to live in the mayor's home. I mean, Gracie Mansion was built for this purpose. It's not Versailles, but it is symbolic to the city. Now, de Blasio and Adams, they moved in before the paint was dry. But Bloomberg, who was then in his 60s, found it too small and insisted on living in his, a gazillion-square-foot townhouse on the Upper East Side. Okay. Mm-hmm. The mayor should live in the mayor's mansion. I don't think that's un- entirely unreasonable. Um, my third is, you know, you've heard about this, all this crap about congestion pricing, right? The city wants to charge extra to, for drivers to go through uh, certain parts of the city during certain hours. I find yes. this absurd. Stop taking away yeah, our absolutely. traffic lanes and see how much congestion improves. Yeah. No wonder there's yeah, traffic. Absolutely. You take away our lanes. <laughs> um, my other thing would be... Some of the stuff I look at, 
you know, uh, I, I think of Gavin Newsom, not to change gears too much, you know, the California governor, and they announced up there in California that by, what was it, 2030, all cars will be electric. By the way, don't charge your car right now because the power grid can't handle yeah, it. freeze. <laughs> <laughs> the only way you're going to get warm is for the battery blowing up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's that kind of bizarre thinking. Apparently, is on all levels of government, and uh, this lacks the kind of normal. And it's now normal. But what you're talking about, which is bizarre, is pretty much normal everywhere. And it's hilarious to hear you talk about your mayor. He doesn't even sound part time. He almost sounds like some mayor of a town of ten thousand people or less who gets paid a dollar a year symbolically to be able yeah. to be called honorable. Uh, but no one really expects him to way, work. They have a city manager for that. But he, this is supposed to be a real job. Yeah, by the way, this guy is also, him and the city council, whoever he's got running this show, they're sheltering migrants in hotels. They bought out the Roosevelt Hotel, okay? This used to be a very posh hotel. It then became, you know, a three-star Right now, it's owned by the government of Pakistan. You know that, that friendly little country that gave Osama bin Laden harbor? Yeah. And these migrants are staying in there for free with no condition. Okay, if I were mayor, they'd have to prove they're benefiting the city. Are you going to volunteer? Are you going to clean up? Are you going to get career training or something? Like, why are we paying for these people to live in a hotel with better views than I have? Yeah, and, and by the way, you know, in this whole conversation, you know, uh, what, basically what they're doing is they're taking care of them like so many parents today take care of their teenage kids. That kind of approach to dealing with people, all that does is cultivate uh, more dependence and resentment because people don't want to be treated like they're worthless, ironically, even though they demand more free stuff. It's just the irony of it all. We're literally cultivating yeah. exactly what we don't want. And frankly, how that. Hundred percent conspiracy. Hundred, and the migrants are being bussed in. Turn the buses around. There's only a few ways to get into the city. You know, the traffic cops aren't doing anything anyways. Put them to work. I don't. I don't yeah. get it. Um, well, the first thing they should do is get rid of the sanctuary state, city status because that does yeah. get hypocritical to say, exactly. "Yeah, we want them," but then turn them around. Exactly. Then you know. Um, I, I don't know if you've seen the, the skyline of New York lately, but we have all these billionaire towers, these towers that empty. are going up and, you know, <laughs> empty. First of all, they're giant lottery machines. I mean, if you, if you dropped a box of Tide down the wall, it would soap up, okay? <laughs> they're giant laundry machines. And just because some private equity guy wants a view of space does not mean you can put a, cast, a shadow on Central Park. So as mayor, I would, I would uh, impose an eyesore tax. So any New York City whose eyes hurt from looking at these, the developers would have to pay them. They'd have to rent our eyes because they're so heinous. They're, so, they're, they're such a celebration of greed and commerce and capitalism, which, by the way, I'm a capitalist. I agree with that. But you, mm -hmm. don't, get to, you don't get to change the skyline just because you want a better view. No. Right. Right. Then, and so many of those are empty because their prices are so outrageous. I like that yep. idea of, you, you know, if you don't want to pay the tax, you better lower your price so you can get those things filled because unless you're exactly. filled, you're going to be paying that tax. That's a great way to fight, you know, really in kind of a market sort of way, the uh, huge amount of uh, 
you know, how expensive it is in New York. It's the most expensive city in the United States. That'd be a great way to cut into that and uh, help the little guy in a more free market way, not in some, you know, exactly way, which only leads to shortages of places. Yeah, we also have something called City Bike. I don't know if you're familiar with this. So it's a bike rental program that the city has. It's sponsored by Citibank, so anybody can rent a bike. Okay, these things are hurling projectiles that are hurting people because guess what? The people who are renting them don't know how to ride them. And, you know, Lance Armstrong is not on these streets. I guarantee No, it's Bob from Accounts Payable who can't balance his briefcase on, 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 while riding the bike in the first place. <laughs> and these are electric bikes? No, they're regular bikes, but they go really Rose fast. Bikes. And we, we – we have bike lanes, and they don't even respect. There's a giant arrow telling you which arrow to go, and they don't. They don't even look at that. They go wherever they want. Uh, yeah, I I'll, I'll just say, there's up. something about New Yorkers. Frankly, I love New yeah. York. I love to visit New York, and then I get exhausted, and I can't wait to get on my plane to go home. But I go to New York whenever I can work out a time to go. I love it. It's fun. It's yeah. interesting. But I'm telling you, when I'm yeah. when I'm there, Jeremy, and I see the way people drive in that city. The last thing I want to do is be on a bike. I mean, I can't imagine getting on one of those things. I think being a, a well, carrier, uh, you know, a delivery carrier guy, that's got to be one, our, our lady, it's got to be one of the most dangerous jobs in America, <laughs> in New York. I know, and in New York. Half, of the, half of them don't even know how to ride it. Um, the other thing that gets me, and I think you and I are simpatico on this, the New York Fire Department, first of all, they're heroes. I would give them whatever they want salary-wise. The one thing I would change is, um, the qualification process. And it would be based so solely on how fast, effectively you can save somebody. If you don't have the strength to run up a staircase with oxygen tanks on your back, sorry, it's not an equal opportunity issue. It's a save someone's life issue. Okay, if I'm in a high rise and a fireman comes through to save me, the last thing I'm going to ask is, oh, take off your helmet. Let me see if you're diverse. No. Right. Save me. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, no question about that. And in that same vein, you know, I've never been comfortable with the fact that a lot of these agencies, I don't know about the, uh, in New York, rather, but a lot of these first responder agencies have different criteria for, for men than they oh, yeah. do for women. That's, to me, that's yeah. another example of ridiculous. I can't do it, by the it way, is. Jeremy. Whatever the criteria is, I'm pretty healthy right. for my age, but I can't do it. But uh, I well, think that's those why we're not fighting fires. <laughs> yeah, those who choose to do that should be able to, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and the, and the last thing, I mean, I have a, a bunch of stuff, but the last thing is this bail reform. Okay, New York State said no more bail unless it's like you know, unless you murder somebody or, or you know, uh, you know, mall down a shopping mall. There's no bail, so you can rob right. somebody, you can steal their purse. You get arrested, you go before the judge, and then they tell you when to come back for your trial. Half of these people are not coming back. Yeah. They don't have they to go and bail. This is nuts. <laughs> this is nuts. Yeah, so, and by the way, this is in this whole thing, my, uh, again, this is one of those nuanced areas that you and I talk about, and I don't hear a lot on the radio. I think there is a case for reform for nonviolent crimes. It doesn't mean no consequences or whatever, but we need to have enough room in jails for people who really do commit violent crimes. And so what exactly. you got on the right is people, you have people on the right who just wants to stick everybody in jail, and then you got people on the left right. who doesn't want anybody in jail. 
I just continue to believe there's got to be a third way where sanity shows up. Well, I think it should go back where it was, the judge. The judge is hearing the facts of the case. Let the judge decide, is this person a harm? Let them, but the judges have, don't, they have no power now because state legislatures in New York decided, no, 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 we know nothing about the circumstances of each case, but we're going to tell you right now, no more bail. This mm-hmm. is absurd. And that's why New York, the crime in New York City is rising. And Mayor Nightlife doesn't seem to care because he's too busy, you know, cutting ribbons and going to galas and, 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 you know, eating at his favorite restaurants, which, by the way, no one knows how he's paying for this. That's another yeah. thing I would look at. Although there's been a lot of questions about nefariousness financially, hasn't there? Well, he's wearing like $3,000 suits, and I don't – like, who's paying for that? Because we know he's a, he's a servant of New York City. He's a public servant. We know his salary, okay? Mm-hmm. Nobody on that salary can afford a Brioni suit. I guarantee you this. Yeah. And yet there he is Very. in an SUV. Really interesting. So – and by the way, he that, hasn't been convicted of anything. I don't need to get hassled. Oh, he I will don't be. Need any lawsuits. <laughs> he will be. I uh, but I sit there and scratch my head as a journalist and say, hmm, something strange is going on around here. No question about it. So when are you going to make your formal announcement? Um, probably never. Um, I don't think I want to put that you on a spot. That's a journalist in me. Yeah. I wish you would run. I do. I think, you know, you, you, you're a little younger to me, so, and I barely remember Pat Paulson. I actually interviewed him. Remember, he was on the Smothers right. Mother show, and he was a perennial yep. oh, presidential yeah. candidate. One of the best interviews I've ever done. You really ought to pull a Pat Paulson. Well, you know, I would win just on the city bike issue. Oh, yeah. Uh, because everybody in the city hates the city bike. It, it's so absurd. These people don't know how to ride bicycles, and now we're giving them a hurling projectile to kill people. You know, oh, so sorry. You know what? You know what? You should have a bicycle license. Prove to us yeah. you can ride that bicycle, and then go, go, go on your two-wheeled way, whatever. Yeah, but, absolutely. Um, no, I, I would win just on that. Yeah, what a horrible uh, marketing ploy by City Bank. <laughs> I know, everybody hates them. As if they're not hateable enough, now we have an, a, a bigger reason to hate them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, always love having Jeremy Murphy on the program, one of my favorites, jeremy-murphy.com. Uh, thanks so much as always. Absolutely. Happy to be here. I'm Kevin Price. This is the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. By the way, you'll get a link to this interview over at priceofbusiness.com. Make sure you check that out and stay tuned for more after this.